In this episode of The Marriage Conversation, we are in part one of our intimacy Q&A. We were surprised when these anonymous questions started coming in, how difficult some of these questions were not only to answer, but to hear to begin with. We do our very best to answer each question biblically, and Pastor Chad brings his wealth of counseling knowledge to the podcast to answer some of these very tough questions. All right, we're back with another podcast talking about marriages and how we can build better, stronger, healthier marriages. Well, today's going to be a little bit different because we are going to be answering questions that have been anonymously submitted to our website. We've opened this up to marriages and said, you know, ask away. We love to do ask anything. And we were kind of surprised because these are not softball questions. These are tough, really hard questions, and our goal is going to be to answer them honestly, but more importantly, to answer them biblically. Our goal is not to simply give you our opinion, because that matters very little. What matters is what Scripture says. So we're going to do our very best to be as thoroughly biblically in answering these questions as what we can. So... Hold on tight because these are some uh, tough questions, and uh, we're going to have the link posted in the show notes if you want to ask questions about your own marriage, about the marriage bed, about sex and intimacy. We want you to feel free to uh, shoot over any questions that you have because it's completely anonymous, and we'll do our best to answer with Scripture. All right. Here we go. These are, uh, when we decided to do this intimacy session, I thought it was going to be fun and lighthearted, but we got some uh, really serious, really hard questions, and um, we're going to jump. So let's just be clear. When we first started, when you wanted to do an intimacy session, which I went into it kicking and screaming, you thought it was going to be like, how do we do a date night? Yeah. I knew it was going to be straight up be sex. And uh, and I did not want to talk about it. But, you know, I got to thinking, I'm blind. I can't see people's reactions. So why should I be embarrassed in the I least? I failed to consider that. Well, it worked out good for me. <laughs> All right. Let's get started. Question one. When we are not supposed to keep our bodies from our spouse, but we do not feel like we are in a good place with them or even loved by them, how do you keep from feeling used? Very tough question. So first, let's begin with a principle that I think is going to carry us through probably all of these questions, okay? So if you're at home, or you're at the gym, or in your car, or whatever, uh, later on, try to, try to note this because this is very important. For wives, sex comes out of a healthy relationship. That's a very important principle to understand. For wives, sex comes out of a healthy relationship. For men, sex leads to a healthy relationship. We talked in the intimacy uh, podcast. The problem is be the problem is that men and women are polar opposites, especially when it comes to sex. So the goal is how do we get on the same page? The goal is how do we communicate so well that 
physically, emotionally, spiritually, all these vital areas. How are how do we come together and become comfortable enough that we can talk about these things? That we can uh, we can be vulnerable, we can be transparent, we can be open about these things. So I think this is going to help us in answering all of these questions. So in this first question, when whoever wrote this says, "I understand what the Bible says. I'm not to withhold my body from my spouse, but what do I do if I don't feel loved? What do I do if I feel like I'm being used?" Well, so right there, that tells me the relationship isn't where it needs to be in the area of health. So let's answer this biblically. I think, first of all, what you need to do, whoever wrote this in, you need to have an intimate conversation with your spouse. You need to sit down and you need to say, and I think this is very important to say, if you are not enjoying your marriage bed because you don't feel loved or you're feeling used, you need to tell your spouse not simply that you're not enjoying the marriage bed. I think what you need to do is sit down and say, I want to enjoy it more. I want to feel more fulfilled with you. It's not that it's not that I don't want this in our marriage. It's that I want to feel better about this, and I want you to help me with this. And here's what Scripture says. Eric, I want you to read it for us, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, you are exactly right when you write in and say, we are not to withhold our bodies from our spouse. So we're in uh, verse 4 right here. It says, the wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. And in the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other, except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again, so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. What a wonderful scripture this is. So you can see someone who is struggling in the marriage bed, someone who doesn't feel uh, like they're, you know, they're being fulfilled. Well, what is still the biblical command? Don't withhold yourself from your spouse. Because why? Because you are going to shoot your marriage in the foot. You are going to hurt your marriage by withholding yourself. So what would God rather you do? God would rather you yield yourself to your spouse God would rather you have honest conversation. God would rather you talk openly about these things. And, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully your um, openness and your honesty would lead your spouse to not take advantage of that, but would want to begin to love you in a more fulfilling way. I think what's very important is if the Lord opens the door for you to talk to your spouse about this, don't talk to them in an accusatory way. Don't say, well, you're not doing this, okay? That's going to build walls immediately. That's going to make your spouse feel like they have to defend themselves. No, I think you should sit down and in a loving way, in a gentle way, and say, I want this to be even better than what it is, and this is what I feel like I would need from you for it to be more meaningful and fulfilling to me. Oh, moving on to question two. 
How do you discuss intimacy issues without hurting your spouse's feelings? I've tried to just explain things I might enjoy, and my spouse gets really upset that they can't figure it out on their own and doesn't want to talk about it. So I could be off base here, but to me it sounds like it's a um, a husband who can't figure out what the wife enjoys, um, and it sounds to me like she may have... She may have put him down a time or two in the past outside of the marriage bed, and um, he gets frustrated that he he can't figure out what his wife is wanting, um, that there's frustrations outside of the marriage bed too. So one of the takeaways that I had um, after the marriage conference and, and this this question was asked during the intimacy session that, that you guys led, and I took away um, that... Scripture teaches, if you go to Song of Solomon, the whole book basically is about free and frequent sex. And that led to great conversation between my wife and I to say, you know, what if we tried this or tried this? And as long as it's consensual, as long as we're not pressuring and pushing and, and maybe doing things that that um, could be harmful or whatever, I mean, as long as it's, it's appropriate, um, we're going to try that. We're going to experiment with it. And we're going to see what works because God wants our marriage and our sex life to be fulfilling and healthy. He wants us to enjoy each other. He wants us to have fun. And, and, and two, um, pleasure was created for us. It's, I've heard um, from several people that uh, they believe, just like Chad's counseled people that were very legalistic. I've, I've met with people that were that way too. And, and they think that sex is strictly for procreation. Well, that's, that's counter to what Scripture teaches us, that we are to enjoy each other. So whether this is, is a husband that asks this question, whether it's a wife that's asked this question, let's just, let's just start here. According to Scripture, sex is free. The marriage bed, anything within the marriage bed is totally in bounds. So start there when you're having this conversation and, and understand each other, maybe what's comfortable, what's uncomfortable. And I want to say this too, and, and this goes, I, I'm not saying this as someone that has had to pressure my wife into anything, and I'm not saying this as someone who's my wife has had to pressure me into, into, into anything. When My wife and I are newlyweds, and when we, when we went into this, we said, we're just going to be open to each other. We're going we're gonna to get over our uncomfortability, we're going to get over the awkwardness, and we're going to have great conversation, and we're just going to figure out what is the most fun for us? Because that's what sex is supposed to be in our marriage. So I think, you know, whoever submitted this question, it sounds like there's a lot of pressure there. I would just um, sit down together, uh, take the pressure off, and uh, perhaps the spouse that is frustrated because the spouse can't figure out what the other spouse likes, give each other freedom, give each other permission to take the pressure off, Simply enjoy each other and, uh, and, and pray together. Pray about your intimacy. It is okay to pray concerning your marriage bed and ask the Lord uh, to give better communication. Ask the Lord to give better understanding and uh, ask God to bless your sex life. All right, we're moving on here. How do you build intimacy in other ways when you have a terrible sex life? Now, that's a hard question. And, you know, of course, again, these questions are submitted anonymously. So without knowing the situation, uh, here's, here's, here's my question to that question. And then we're going to try to give a good answer. My question is, what do you mean by terrible? 
do you mean terrible because of uh, in it, it's not frequent enough? Do you mean terrible as in there's no romance? Do you mean, do you mean terrible as in uh, there's no emotional bond there? Uh, without really understanding what you mean by terrible, uh, it's a little hard to answer this. But here's my bigger question: Does your spouse understand what you mean by terrible? Uh, what I find in my marriage counseling office is most spouses don't know what the other is thinking. And so as Sadie's going to answer this question better than I can, I want to encourage if, if you feel that your sex life is terrible, what do you need to communicate to your spouse? Is it that you need more frequency? Is it that you need more romance? Is it that you need uh, better, uh, you know, if you have a lot of kids and you need a date night? I don't know. But you need to be able to articulate what you mean is terrible. You wouldn't believe how many couples will come into my counseling office and express a problem, and then I'll ask them to really articulate what the problem is, and they can't do that. Well, if you can't articulate the issue, how in the world would your spouse know or understand? So let's start there. Does your spouse understand how you feel? Does your spouse understand for you what the word terrible means? And have you communicated that to him or her? Yeah, so terrible sex life looks different to all of us. But I think what I'm more drawn to in this question here is how do you build intimacy in other ways to where sex comes easier and sex comes uh, more freely. Um, so intimacy looks different. Um, intimacy is about feeling safe and feeling loved and you build intimacy. Go back and listen to our session on prayer. Um, prayer is important in intimacy with a spouse. Um, date each other, flirt with each other, smack him on the butt and tell him he looks good. Like, go back to dating and what attracted you to each other and build intimacy there. And um, if you have kids, shove them out of the way and start focusing on each other. If you are having a crazy schedule, schedule a date night. Um, build intimacy that you can feel safe and loved by your spouse. And then I think a terrible sex life, I think that word terrible would, would just change into a sex life. <laughs> One thing that I thought of when the word terrible came up is um, perhaps they have a selfish spouse. And I want to be really clear. Um, when you When it comes to the marriage bed, you need to be selfless. You need to serve your spouse and love your spouse. And that, if you're someone that maybe you want sex more frequently, maybe, you know, whatever, it comes through serving. And that looks different. It's serving them um, by preferring them over your kids. It's serving them by setting aside specific time that's intentional for date night, things like that. So don't be a selfish spouse. Don't be a selfish lover. Serve the person that you love. And I, I truly believe that you're quickly going to go from terrible to very fulfilling in your marriage bed. All right. Next question. How can you achieve intimacy with your spouse without sex? Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, again, it's it's so hard because uh, the counselor in me wants to counsel, right? <laughs> I want to sit down with the individual and I want to help uh, find the right biblical solution. But knowing that uh, this is completely anonymous and not knowing who I'm speaking to, um, I don't fully know the, the the circumstance behind this. So let me let me answer it this way. Again, 
the Bible puts God's stamp of endorsement on free and frequent sex. Okay, God is not against it. He endorses it in Song of Solomon, as we talked about in the Intimacy podcast. Uh, if you missed that podcast, make sure you go back and listen, because in Song of Solomon 5.2, the only time that God ever speaks in the book, He says, Come, friends, eat, drink, and be drunk with love. God puts His stamp of approval on our marriage beds. So, but what I'm wondering is if this is not submitted by a couple who has limitations. Perhaps it's a couple with a handicap, perhaps uh, uh, an elderly couple. I don't know. I don't know the situation. I will say this. I will say this. I was very close to a family who had a very severe handicap, and they shared with me as their pastor and as their friend all of the years that they were married due to the handicap. They never consummated their marriage with sex. Now, I'll say this. That couple had a bond. That couple had a love for one another that I have rarely seen in my entire life. They had a wonderful marriage. So I think I would answer it this way, I think, not knowing the person who submitted it or their circumstance. I think uh, Pastor Mark Driscoll does some great teaching on this, and he asked the question, is sex God to you? In other words, does it have... Does it have, uh, are you out of balance? Do you see it as everything? Do you, do you put too much focus, too much emphasis on it? For some people, sex is God to them, and they're not, you know, they could never be happy without it. Okay, that's out of balance. Is sex gross to you? Well, that's out of balance too. If, it's so, if you're someone that you don't enjoy intimacy, you don't enjoy the marriage bed, then biblically, you're out of balance. There's, there's two ditches there. Every road has two ditches. What's the double yellow lines? What's the balance? What's the right approach? Seeing sex as a gift. So uh, without knowing fully uh, the circumstance, no, sex should not be everything. It shouldn't be a god. Sex should not be shelved because maybe some people see it as gross and then sex ought to be a gift. So if you are limited in any way, if it is a, a situation where it's a physical issue, can you achieve intimacy? The answer is absolutely yes. And the wonderful and the precious couple that I loved so much, um, that, that meant so much to me, I watched it uh, with my very own eyes <laughs> when I had eyesight back then. I watched it with my own eyes. Their marriage was immensely fulfilling, immensely significant, immensely meaningful. All right. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this first part of the Q&A. We've got uh, part two coming up, and we're going to get into a couple of really, really difficult questions um, that we're going to answer. One of them deals with uh, masturbation, which is always a fun topic when we're talking about marriage. So sexual guys, deals with sexual abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Really hard subjects. So you guys stick with us again. Uh, as Sadie said, if you would like to submit a question, we are going to link the anonymous uh, link down below in the description. Feel free to ask us anything. Or if you just want to reach out and contact us, um, email us at pastorchadroberts at gmail.com.
Thank you.